Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. It's Edgy Wednesday. I hope to bring you guys some edgy content later today, but I wanted to give a couple of updates first. First of all, National Novel Writing Month. So I started off with a bang and things have fizzled the last couple days, but I still have plenty of time to catch up, so I'm not stressing about it. Yesterday, I ended up driving until almost completely until seven o'clock in the afternoon, in the evening. <clears throat> the good news is one of the things I was driving for was taking my granddaughter's mother to an appointment at the Department of Child Support Enforcement. So my son is not actually on my granddaughter's birth certificate. He also does not pay child support. So she actually left him off the birth certificate so that he wouldn't have to. And I don't know that that would save him from doing that. But but I, I have to say, <laughs> uh, when he got a letter, gosh, it's been a while ago now, probably, hmm, I want to say a couple months, just saying that something was happening that he was involved in. And he never called them. I bugged him and bugged him. And finally, I was just like, okay, enough, you know. And I thought that would mean that they were filing a child support claim and that he was going to have to start paying child support. And <clears throat> so uh, I want to say last week, my granddaughter's mother told me that she had gotten a letter in the mail that she had an appointment up there yesterday. And conveniently, her car check engine light has been on for a long time. So she needs to go anywhere of any distance. I'm almost always the one who takes her. Once in a while, like Halloween, her sister came and got her and the girls and they went up trick-or-treating with their cousins. But most of the time, I'm driving her and, I don't, you know, she doesn't have money to get her car fixed, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to pay to have her car fixed at this point because I'll just drive her. It doesn't happen that often. I don't even know what's wrong with it or if anything major is wrong with it. But <clears throat> that is an aside. Let me continue. <laughs> so... We, uh, she tells me that she doesn't know if my son has to be there, so I tell my son he needs to call. I guess he tried to call, uh, finally Monday I told him I am going to nag you every hour because I need to know if you need to go up there because he's driving our old car that I don't even know if it would make it that far. He doesn't drive it long distances. It has like 270,000 miles on it. I mean, it's still going, but... We were going to let him swap cars with my husband and take my husband's car up there if he had to go. So anyway, finally Monday in the afternoon, I find out he calls. I guess he called five or six times and kept getting put on hold. He was on breaks from work. So anyways, he didn't end up having to go. They told him that was just an establishment of the case and he didn't have to go. So um, I go up there with her. <clears throat> she was kind of quiet. At the time she told me that she had gotten the letter... She said that when she went through this with her older daughter's father, he had to be there. And so she assumed my son had to be there. And um, so, of course, I did too. I, you know, I don't know. But things may have changed. Her older daughter is like two and a half, almost three years older than my granddaughter. So anyway, it turns out this was just where she went and filled out all the paperwork to establish that they were going to file a case. The lady asked if she had requested it, and she claimed that she hadn't. She claimed that the lady who she asked for childcare benefits must have filed it, because that lady had mentioned that she usually does that automatically. 
So, and I get it. I do. You know, I'll talk more about that after I finish the story. So we go up there. They call us in. We sit down. The lady's talking. <clears throat> and she says, well, you want to file a case, right? And uh, my granddaughter's mother said, well, oh, no, not really. And the lady said, oh, well, filling out this paperwork begins that process. And she said, and her, my granddaughter's mother said, well, I don't want to do that. We've reached an agreement and kind of looked at me. And I was like, okay, like, I, I'm telling you, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I had no idea that was an option, let alone that she would even consider taking that option. Because, you know, I, so anyway, long story short, my son is not in the court system and I am incredibly relieved for that. And I thanked her more than once and said, thank you for not getting him in the court system because he's going to college right now and I believe he's going to get a good job when he finishes because of the field he's going to college for. And I told her, I said, you know, once he gets a decent job, I know he'll pay child support. Him and I have discussed it dozens of times at this point. And right now he's just working as a security guard at a mall and barely making it. So I really do appreciate her not dragging him into court right now. And we have helped her all along. We watch both of her kids and I mean, we help her in many, many ways. So I don't know. I Maybe she actually stopped and thought about the fact that if she made us mad, she'd lose our help. <clears throat> but let me now go to the topic of I wouldn't have been mad at her. You know, with my oldest son, I was a single parent for seven years and I never even tried to get child support from my son's father because he was a drug addict. I knew that he wasn't working. There wasn't anything to be had there. And I didn't want him having any leverage to be in my son's life when he was abusing drugs. So I think I've talked about him before. You know, it's he is such a sad story because he was such a sweet person. I mean, he was really a nice guy. And the thing is, he still is. You know, the couple times that I reached out to him because my older son was really struggling, feeling like his dad didn't want him. He was right there. He talked to my son on the phone. He told my son, it was never that I didn't love you. I was struggling with addiction. I mean, it was amazing. And the thing is, I never told him terrible things about my, uh, I never told my son terrible things about him either, because that's just ridiculous. I hate when people do that to kids. I mean, it's one thing if their parent really is a terrible person or really is like mentally ill or you know what I mean? In this case, it was just that he wasn't responsible and I didn't want that in my son's life. And I told my son all along, I'm the one that made that choice. He didn't. I am. I said, you know, he respected my wishes and he didn't push, but I'm the one who said he couldn't be there because I didn't want my son hating his father. And I didn't want my son thinking that, you know, half of him came from a bad person because it didn't. So <clears throat> anyway, I would not have been angry with her if she had done that because I understand the feelings of, you know, you made this baby and, and you should have some responsibility for it too. Now, I will say that she is such a miserable human being towards my son that she is pretty difficult when he deals with her in the past. But, you know, not so long ago, when he first moved back home, he went over there, over to their house, and played with both of the girls, and their mom was really nice to him. So, I don't know. I think, you know, the situation could be way worse. I'm really grateful that there's not, you know, mean words said and and 
all kinds of terrible stuff that could be the case. I spend a lot of time trying to be grateful for what I do have in that situation. And, you know, the biggest thing I have is access to my granddaughter because, man, do I adore that child. Anyways, so we got some really good news yesterday. And and she was kind of quiet and um, reserved the rest of the day. And I wonder if she regrets that decision or if she's going to end up regretting that decision. And as much as I hope not, I really do understand. Because on one side, even though I knew that my son's father was an addict and that it wasn't a choice that he made, my son doesn't have that excuse. You know, my son can't say, oh, well, I was an addict, so I wasn't there. Because he wasn't. He just was being irresponsible and didn't want to have to deal with my granddaughter's mother. I mean, he lived in a different state. You know, I, there were other things too. But but I just, I don't know. It's, it's a hard situation. I'm so, so grateful he's there now. He gets to spend time with her at least once a week. I make sure to pick her up from school on Tuesdays and get the two of them together and take the two of them out to dinner so that they can have some time together which is great. I mean, I I love that he spends time with her and he wants to. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling now. Hopefully I will be back with some edgy content for you. I can't make any promises. I'm going to work today like I do every Wednesday. I'm going to try to get some of my words in, but I really don't want to uh, make my podcast inactive because of National Novel Writing Month. I'm not feeling that manic about it. I'm going away this coming up weekend to my friend's river house. (laughs) That's what they call it. Um, Her mom has a house by a river about 90 minutes away. And we're kind of going on a writing retreat. So this Friday, I'll be headed that way. And then I'll be back Sunday. And I'm really hoping to pound out a bunch of words and work out a bunch of plot and, and have some downtime. I cannot wait. Hopefully, I will podcast from there. We'll see. But... Regardless of whether I return with edgy content, I want to share that Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast sent me a wonderful message from his dog, Maddie. Maddie is my little buddy. I just love him. Jason has two dogs, Gadget and Maddie, and they are both adorable. But Maddie is really talkative. So a lot of times if you listen to Jason's podcast or you listen to some of his comments and you hear a dog in the background, often it's Maddie because he's the vocal one. And so... I just think he is so adorable. And every once in a while, Jason will send me a message from him. And I just want to share because I think it's so adorable. So here's that message. Hopefully I'll talk to you again later. Sorry about that. Somebody wanted to say hi to you. This is Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Just want to say I hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful weekend we're having. We sure are. And we'll talk to you later. The lights are low and the kids are in bed. It's time to rethink all those rules stuck in your head. And I feel the need to throw a quick content warning in here. Not that I talk about anything directly, but if you have any imagination at all, 
you'll kind of know where I'm going. So, adult content warning. Well, that was a long and only semi-rewarding day at work. Now I find myself walking out to my car. Oh my goodness, it is delightfully cool outside these days. I don't know if you remember how that affects me from springtime, but it's good stuff, I know that. Tonight we go swimming. I cannot wait to see my sexy husband and those thighs. I haven't mentioned them lately, but they're still there. <laughs> One of the things I love about swimming is that we do calisthenics and like, um, you know, aqua aerobics together. So we're not separately swimming. We're actually right next to each other while we're doing a lot of it. And so in between things, we chit chat and talk and it's a lot of fun. I mean, we get to connect and Sometimes I flirt with him and he gets incredibly embarrassed and blushes. It's kind of cute. I love a man who can still blush, you know? I don't know. Here lately, I have had some things on my mind. Let me tell you. Things on my mind. I have a friend who, years and years ago, many years ago, was an intimate friend of mine. And he had certain proclivities that... I could satisfy for him. And it was an interesting situation because whenever we got together, that was what we did. It's not like we didn't talk. We were friends, you know. I mean, I don't mean to say that, you know, it was all just, you know, on your knees or whatever. But <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, he actually... We would get together and it wasn't very often. I think, gosh, in the, I think we saw each other for about nine or 10 months, maybe in that time we were together. Hmm. Well, I can think of twice we were together that were like long extended times that weren't just, you know, oh, we have a short window of time and we're in the same location. Let's play around, you know, uh, a couple of the times happened in the parking lot of his job. <laughs> it was a gigantic parking lot. And in those days, oh, so long ago, I drove a minivan. And if that minivan could talk, whew, I had some good times in that thing, I'll tell you. Listened to some good tunes. Had some good times. Whew, I loved that van. Anyway, so every once in a while, he'll reach out and we'll talk again. So there's been stretches of, gosh, I'm sure it's been more than a year in between on a couple of occasions, and I wasn't sure we were even going to keep in touch long term. But every time, you know, he'll reach out, he'll message, and we'll talk, and I like him. He's a nice guy. We had great times together. I love to reminisce. He loves to reminisce. So, you know, it's fun. It reminds me of a time when I was younger and more flexible <laughs> physically. <laughs> And I don't know, you know, indulging in something that I don't get to indulge very often these days. I have to say that I find myself needing to remind myself here the last couple days that the story I'm writing for National Novel Writing Month is not rated anything harsher than PG, most likely. So I don't know, maybe it would do me some good to go vent some of this on writing some erotica. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, I just 
wanted to share that these cool evenings have the the uh, wheels a turning, you know. And I am really, it's funny how National Novel Writing Month, when I'm being creative, gets me really thinking and it can get my brain really firing and, and, you know, reminiscing with my friend from the past can really get my brain firing and sometimes he'll be bored and say, huh, I have a little time to myself. What do you think I should do? And, you know, as a friend, I feel obligated to make a couple suggestions. No harm there, right? <laughs> anyway, it is time for me to go in. I am finally home. It is like 1130 at night. The stars are gorgeous tonight. The moon is about half full, a little tiny bit fatter than half. And I can see the stars above our house, clear as day, Orion's belt, just plain staring right at me. I love the night sky so much. You know what? If you do nothing else this weekend, if it is clear at night, I would encourage you to go stand outside and just look up at the stars. Hopefully you live somewhere you can see them. If you don't, you can always use Google Sky and point it at the sky and it'll show you where the constellations are. That's a pretty cool app. Anyway, <clears throat> I wish everyone well. It's wonderful to talk to you again. I'll be back soon. Hopefully I will podcast at least once from my weekend retreat and let you know how my word count is doing. On my way home tonight, I actually did some voice to text and I am currently at 7,612 words of 50,000. So I don't know. That's pretty close to on track. I think that's shy still of where I'm supposed to be today, but you know, a little way either side of the line, I can survive. <laughs> All right. You guys have a good one. Talk to you soon.